where you typically can see sales that are 10, 12 times your normal daily sales just from Prime Day, and then there's a sales lift after that, you're immediately going into another high sales period with Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So having enough inventory and marketing consistently throughout Q4 is going to give you a huge opportunity to make a lot of sales on the platform because of all the demand and all the sales lift you're going to be getting from each holiday period. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi, and welcome back to the Business Mastermind Podcast. Gavin Preston here, and today I'm reaching out across the US to uh, Mike. Mike Begg of AMZ Advisors, specialist in working uh, with business owners in the e-commerce space, and specifically, as the title of their company may suggest, with people on Amazon. So, Mike, welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast. Thank you, Gavin. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and speak with your audience, and hopefully I can help everyone get prepared for the Q4 that is coming up because it's going to be huge. Great. So um, before we kind of dive into this conversation, we're going to go sort of big picture meta to start off with, talking about the changing uh, sort of demand through Amazon over over the last six, nine months, but also some of the challenges around supply. Um, then we're going to look at Q4 and some strategies around um, leveraging the most from that. But Mike, before we start, how did you get started in the Amazon space and uh, helping businesses to scale. So a bit about you, your background and how you get started in this. Yeah, sure. So uh, I have a little bit of an interesting story. It was myself. I have two other uh, partners in this business, but prior to starting AMZ Advisors, you know, we all had corporate jobs. We really didn't enjoy them. Uh, We wanted something for ourselves. So we started whatever, doing whatever we could to make money. So we started selling Kindle eBooks on Amazon, then doing retail arbitrage, uh, so we were going to all the the Targets and Walmarts in the tri-state area. I'm from Connecticut. So, you know, we went to Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, buying everything that was on clearance, uh, selling it all on Amazon. Then we started building our own private label brands. So we started importing product from China. And we realized we were really good at the marketing side of Amazon and getting the sales. So we decided to kind of turn that into a service for other companies that we saw weren't represented well on the platform or weren't doing enough to take advantage of all the traffic on Amazon. Great. And so do you still, you still run the kind of your own um, business in terms of selling products on Amazon, sourcing and selling on Amazon now, or are you pure hundred percent advisory? For me, I have, uh, I have other projects that I work on uh, primarily with my girlfriend and, you know, other friends that are building their own brands and I'm helping them on that side. But no, my full-time focus is on the agency side now with my current company, AMZ. Fantastic. Um, this space has grown massively probably what, over the last sort of five, eight years. been a lot of change, but a huge amount of growth in Amazon as a marketplace. Yeah, no, it's, it's impressive. I mean, we started out, uh, we started our agency about five and a half years ago. So the, the changes we've seen over time, like initially when we got into this business, we saw the big brands that were on there, like Nike or you know, Adidas or whoever it may be. And we just saw the quality of what was on there on the platform and the content wasn't there. The, the, the presentation of their products just wasn't up to the same speed, to the same level it is now. Um, and more and more people are realizing what's important to be successful on the platform and starting to implement that. So, but it's, 
it, it, it's come with time. Like it, it, over the past five years, there's been a big shift from you know what there used to be to what it looks like now. I bet. And of course, it's been um, a lot of people teaching the skills of uh, arbitrage on Amazon. And I'm sure there's been a massive influx of uh, people going onto the marketplace, putting the, the goods up and looking to, to make a living out of it. I, I know that you've seen a lot of people come and go. For those that have endured, have stood the test of time, what, what are they doing differently than those that come in one day and you know a few months later they've gone again? Well, it's really, to me at least, it's really the approach you take to the platform. A lot of people are just looking at, looking at it as a short-term opportunity to make money, and they just get into it to sell some products, and you know, they don't really consider building a bigger brand or actually turning it into a business. And that's the great thing about Amazon. It's one of the best brand discovery tools out there because there's so many people on the platform. So you really need to invest into the platform you know, making sure all your content is done, your graphic design, your copywriting, all the advertising needs to be scaled over time. It's a lot of investment and you really need to be building something more than just, you know, a one-off product you plan on selling. Sure. So how have you seen uh, the world on Amazon uh, change over the last six to nine months? Presumably you've seen a, a real spike and increase in demand, but then also some challenges around supply chain? Yeah, uh, for sure. When we look back to, uh, I guess it was probably uh, you know March at this point, at least in the U.S., is really when we started to see uh, things changing on the platform. So the top search terms and the top traffic keywords were always traditional consumer electronics, so iPhone uh, covers, things like that. And then you see the direct shift to PPE goods. So everybody's searching for face masks, antibacterial gel, and the amount of traffic that uh, went to Amazon increase. I mean, I, I forgot what the most recent number I've seen, but I think it was like uh, 75% up over this over the first like three or four months of this year compared to the previous year. Wow. So there was just so much traffic. Everyone's going to Amazon to buy goods. And because of that, a lot of brands, well, because of two things, a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace and in the economy in general, some companies that were represented really well cut back on their advertising which left a lot of good opportunities for other companies to get in there and start advertising on keywords that typically were more expensive. Uh, so, you know, if you were advertising, you didn't give up on your company, you kept investing into the platform. There's a lot of opportunity to start building more momentum there and show up higher organically on the platform. But another huge part that came with all that is the supply chain issues. So factories in china were shut down for months factories in other parts of the world are still shut down even in the u.s we had a lot of issues with warehousing and actually manufacturing because they were considered non-essential for a lot of businesses so a lot of companies were running out of inventory um inventory staying in stocks or avoiding stock outs right now has been being a huge issue for people on amazon but for a lot of retailers in general so there has been a whole uh, storm of issues that have come out of this whole uh, COVID pandemic. And it, it's creating a lot of chaos on the Amazon platform right now. So you really need to be paying attention and on top of everything to stay successful on the platform. And for those that have managed to, to have minimized the disruption in supply, have they done that because they've gone out and saw alter, alternate suppliers, even in different you know geographies around the world? Yeah. Yeah, we, so we've worked with some clients that uh, we've helped them find new manufacturing hubs. So like, for example, we have, our company has a presence in Mexico. So we help a lot of companies find uh, manufacturers in Mexico that could be a backup source or an alternative source. The one thing you need to worry about when you're looking at different 
manufacturers in different countries is obviously the quality, the lead times. For us in the US, Mexico is a good location because it's very close to the border. It's quick to get the inventory across. Whereas when we had a lot of the uh, PPE, well, when there was a lot more demand for PPE in like March, April, the shipping costs were going up so much because of air freight. Air freight was prioritized for PPE goods. So everyone had to ship by sea, which was, you know, which can be a three week lead time just to get your product here. So, you know, what we've seen and what we've advised a lot of clients to do is to buy more inventory because I mean, you, you're gonna need it for this Q4 because it's gonna be crazy. And then once we get through Q4, you know, who knows what things are gonna look like on the supply side, but just on a normal year, Chinese New Year's coming up right after that and the factory shut down in China again for a few weeks. So there's gonna be a lot of challenges that companies are gonna to need to navigate. So buying more inventory now and have like having alternative sources uh, for manufacturing is very important. So other than um, PPE obviously being uh, very, very much in demand uh, back in March and April time, what that skewed demand curves, no doubt. Uh, has there been any kind of normalization in how demand spread back across other categories now, or are we see, uh, or, or, or are you seeing uh, almost like a semi-permanent shift in in demand and what's selling and what isn't selling at the moment? No, I mean I think there's been good demand across all all categories on Amazon. Certain things have done better than others. Uh, you know, depending where you are, you weren't able to go shopping, so if you need to buy clothing or you need to buy food. In many cases, Amazon was really the only place you could go. So uh, while the demand for PPE goods, I think, is going to continue to stay high, the demand to other products has come back and in some cases come back a lot stronger. So, for example, one of the clients I work with very closely sells uh, educational products for children. And because all of the schools have been closed and the schools were closed for so long in the spring, the demand for educational products has gone up about 600 percent because parents are teaching from home and they need all these other materials for them. So there's a lot of uh, interesting categories that you probably wouldn't have expected to take off as well as they did, but it's just a matter of people adapting to what's going on and, you know, just buying what they need to, to get by. <laughs> sure. So let's turn, turn our focus to Q4. Um, so what are the major events on the calendar as far as the world of Amazon is concerned? And then more, more specifically, what should those people selling on Amazon really be thinking about? What should they be getting in place ready for that? Yeah. Uh, well, now that we're headed into Q4, we obviously have the traditional holiday sales periods like Black Friday, Cyber Monday. But the big one that's going to cause a lot of disruptions for companies is Prime Day being in October. It was the first year that it will fall outside of uh, Q3, it'll be in Q4, but it's also going to increase the amount, of, uh, the amount of traffic and the amount of purchases occurring on the platform in the last three months of this year. And again, this is part of the reason why the inventory management side is gonna be so important because where you typically can see sales that are 10, 12 times your normal daily sales just from Prime Day, and then there's a sales lift after that, you're immediately going into another high sales period with Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So having enough inventory and marketing consistently throughout Q4 is gonna give you a huge opportunity to make a lot of sales on the platform because of all the demand and all the sales lift you're gonna be getting from each holiday period. 
Hi, Gavin here. I wanted to say a huge thank you. Thank you to all of you who have bought a copy of my book, Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business. The feedback's been excellent. Copies have gone to all four corners of the planet. I'm so grateful and humbled. I also wanted to let you know that now the audiobook version is out. The audio format can be got from audible.co.uk or audible.com or from my website, surviveandthrive.cc. It was a lot of fun recording the audiobook and hopefully you'll pick up my passion as I take you through all the insights, strategies and case studies to help you not only survive but thrive through uncertain times. So go to audible.com or audible.co.uk to check out Survive and Thrive by Gavin Preston or grab it from my website, surviveandthrive.cc. And because there's these holiday periods are coming back to back all in the one quarter do you think that there's going to be uh the demand will be evenly spread across all of them or you're going to find greater kind of share of wallet or a greater share you know that people dip into their that their pocket more often because they're going to go shop in each of the black friday prime day cyber monday yeah no i think obviously it's tough to predict i mean this is the first time that's happening but i think a lot of people that are used to shopping and buying things on prime day have honestly just been waiting for it. And now that it's coming, I think you're probably going to see similar demand or more demand than you would normally see for prime day. But I think it'll remain consistent throughout the holiday periods as well. I mean, as companies are doing the correct marketing on Amazon and off Amazon, they're going to be able to, uh, you know, continue to drive traffic to the online platforms that they can buy products from. So there's a lot of opportunity to, just start driving those sales uh, and then have a bigger Black Friday, Cyber Monday because your products are ranking higher from the sales you got during uh, Prime Day. So there's going to be a big continuation, a lot of momentum that can be gained right now. And so what are the go-to strategies that you help your clients work on that in terms of uh, marketing on the Amazon platform? Sure. So the first thing you always need to consider when you're focusing on Amazon is, is your listing retail ready as Amazon calls it. So that means you need to have your product images done. You need to have sales copy and SEO done for your listing. So it indexes well on the platform and customers that come to your page actually want to buy your product. There's other features that you can also do like a plus content, which we help our clients do as well as doing video on your listing. That's another great way to get, uh, people engaging and spending more time on your pages. That would be the basis that is called retail readiness. And then once you get beyond retail readiness is how you start marketing your product. And you can obviously do on platform or off platform marketing or a combination of both. If you're really going to try to control the whole sales funnel on Amazon. So, you know, we, we always recommend starting with the content side and then at the, at a minimum, you need to be at least protecting your branded keywords, protecting your other, the advertising space on your product listing pages so other competitors aren't showing up on there. If you have customers that are searching for your brand, you really wanna protect that brand equity or you, you can have another customer come right in because brand loyalty on Amazon isn't that great. You can have another customer come right in and you know steal or another uh, competitor come right in and steal that customer from you if they're advertising on your listing and then they might never come back to your company. So. Really, those are the basics. And then beyond that, it's really getting more aggressive with your advertising and then trying to reach the advertising goals that you're looking for to help you reach your sales goals on Amazon. And how do you protect brand, brand loyalty? So there's a couple different ways you can do that. Uh, first of all, it would be starting with some manual campaigns. So what you want to do is you want to take your 
uh, search term report and see what the branded search terms are in there. So if a customer is searching for your company plus the product name or just your company name, whatever it may be, you're going to want to take those and include those in a sponsored product campaign as well as a sponsored brand campaign. So your, pro so your products are always showing up when someone searches your brand on Amazon. That's the basics. Then beyond that, you wanna do some product targeting campaigns for other products in your catalog. So you want to make sure that your top sellers are showing up on all of your product listing pages. So you're gonna do product targeting on the sponsored product side, as well as the sponsored display side. And that's really gonna maximize your defensive advertising on the platform and really help protect your brand uh, from competitors stealing your customers. Right. Um, so there are uh, a number of different Amazon programs you can be currently in terms of FBA, 3P, there's, there's a number there's a number of different so uh i have a client who, who sells part of um he's a manufacturer in sports supplements and he sells on amazon and he's just undergone uh quite a, a, a about an eight week online training program to learn the nuances of listing his products effectively and and, and be more effective so it's a it's a huge amount of time he's put in to, to get the level of knowledge to be able to successfully list and um, and, and get ranked um, for it's a, it's a confusing it can be a confusing space I think for some in terms of the number of the types of um, sort of products or programs that uh, a vendor could go on to or uh, on Amazon so could you just for those that are intrigued about Amazon or want to improve their performance on Amazon um, just can you give an overview of the marketplace and your different options and how you, in terms of if you were listing for the first time? Yeah, sure. So within Amazon there, like you said, there are a few different options when it comes to selling and the way that your products are being fulfilled and the way they're getting to the end customer. So the one that is probably the most pu well publicized is the FBA program. So as an FBA seller or fulfillment by Amazon, you can use FBA to send your inventory in and then they will send the inventory directly to the end customer. So Amazon will handle everything from the order processing, the order fulfillment, the customer service for that order. So it takes a lot off your plate. In exchange for that, they're obviously taking a larger uh, fee. It comes out to be about on average 15% of your sales price just for the FBA side. That's an, and that's an addition to the 15% that they take on the referral side. That is the three P side. So this is if you're a third party marketplace seller, you just want to get on Amazon. That's the best way to do it. Alternatively, if you're a little bit more of an established company, you can also possibly be invited to the vendor central side, which is the one P side. So you're selling your inventory directly to Amazon and then Amazon is reselling your inventory on the platform. Really depends on what your business model is and what you're set up for to see which one's going to make the most sense for you. But right now, about 58% of the products or more on Amazon that are being sold are all through third-party sellers using FBA or using one of the other programs. So if you want to get into selling on Amazon, getting into the FBA program is the best place to start. They really handle a lot of the logistics and fulfillment side, and that, that's really a struggle for a lot of companies to manage. So you can take a lot off your plate when you're looking to launch on Amazon for the first time. Yeah, I bet. Uh, another... It, it, so for the for for the listing, you talked you've talked about the importance of actually being uh, list your listing be retail ready. Is there a certain amount of budget you should be putting into Amazon pay per click? You know, Amazon advertising and sponsorship. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on what your advertising goals are. And like I mentioned, there's a lot of different advertising strategies. When it comes to the defensive side, when it comes to advertising in general, before we get into the specifics, a lot of we always recommend to our customers that you target a break even on your overall advertising. So figure out what your product margin is after, after your Amazon fees and then try to hit that overall uh, percentage or a margin percentage on your total advertising spend on the platform because that gives you something that's scalable. It helps you get more brand discovery and then it allows you to start hopefully making more money on the organic sales that you'll be getting from indexing higher on the platform. So that is the way that we always tell people to approach uh, the marketplace. For us, our clients, we typically recommend at least spending two to $5,000 a month. Uh, we, you really need to invest there. I mean, when you get to certain types of campaigns, like the defensive advertising campaigns, those are going to have a really low A cost or a really high ROAS. So you're getting a really good return on your advertising dollars because these are customers that are searching for your brand. They probably want your product already. So if they're clicking on the ad, they're buying it for cheap. But you know, at the same time, it's a requirement for, for protecting that from competitors as we talked about before. Other types of campaigns, like if you're trying to rank your product specifically for certain keywords or targeting other keywords that are higher traffic or have a higher click-through rate or whatever it may be, you're, you can expect a lower ROAS or a higher ACoS on those types of advertising campaigns. ROAS being return on advertising spend. Yes, and ACoS being average, uh, average cost of sale. Okay. So the uh, those are the two advertising metrics that a lot of people are using to manage uh, to measure their efficiency on the advertising side on Amazon. Great. Where do you find people going wrong on their ad campaigns? What are some of the common mistakes? <laughs> I would say one of, one of the most common mistakes is trying to be too broad about things. I mean, a lot of people will just lump all their products into one campaign. And what that can do is that can create a lot of uh, confusion on the advertising and you won't get the best results from it. So for example, we always recommend the best way to structure campaigns when they're bu you're building them out is one uh, product, one SKU or one uh, you know, product in your catalog, whatever you want to call it per ad campaign. When yeah. you start adding too many into an auto auto campaign, you can get keywords that aren't related for one of the products and you don't know which key, you know, what, uh, what keyword is related to what sale of which product. It gets really difficult to measure everything. So by simplifying things, breaking it out and maintaining a good structure. And then once you get beyond the automatic campaign side and an automatic campaign is really a broad match type. So anything that contains this phrase in whatever order uh, will you'll show up and you'll get an impression for it. Once you get beyond that, you want to go to a more uh, phrase and match type uh, phrase and exact match type in your manual advertising campaigns, which will be focused on, you know, specific that specific phrase showing up in an advertising uh, or in a customer search or that exact phrase that a customer is searching for. And that's, Structuring it that way, moving from the broad and the auto to the manual campaigns focused on the more specific match types are probably where we don't see enough, uh, enough companies doing. That's probably one of the biggest issues that we see. Um, and yeah, I mean, apart from that, it's really not taking advantage of all the advertising tools that Amazon has. So many are just comfortable running the auto campaigns, letting it do their thing. They don't want to get hands on. They don't really want to manage it. But that's not going to, it'll get you sales, but it's not going to get you the most results over time. It's not going to help your organic sales improve on the platform because that's, you really need to start getting more specific on the keywords you want to rank for through your advertising campaigns. And that's how you're going to get the results you're looking for. Right. 
Right. And where where do you do you see um, kind of like overheating? Are there any any uh, product categories where you just see there's an immense amount of competition? So you just say steer clear of that because it's just too overpopulated. Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely some plat- some categories that you really got to watch out for on the platform. Uh, health supplements, health health supplies in general are very competitive. There's a lot of I would call, I would say black hat. Uh, advertising techniques and marketing techniques that are going on there. So people are doing very anti-competitive things. They will pay people uh, in the Philippines or wherever, India, to leave negative reviews on your product listings. You know, they'll, they'll really do stuff to try to hurt you in that category. That one we typically recommend uh, staying clear from. Uh, and we, we manage clients in that space, but you know, it really needs to be very particular to make sure that things are going the right way. For example, proteins, uh, protein powders, those are some of the worst ones when it comes to actually these anti-competitive practices. Um, apart from that category, uh, it, it's really just about seeing where the price points are and seeing whether you can, can, can compete. I mean, when we were sellers, we made some mistakes on products that we sourced uh, because we thought there was a huge sales opportunity, but the reality is the price points were so low we were, it was never possible for us to actually make our money or break even on it. So we were losing money with each sale. So really paying attention to the price point is one of the biggest things where you can determine how competitive it is, it's going to be for you and seeing whether you can actually get in there and make some money. So you tend towards higher margin products, lower volume, higher margin products, because of by the time uh, um, Amazon has taken its um fba commission and its referral sales commission then you you, you've got to to make money haven't you yeah exactly that's the challenge for a lot of companies in the platform uh but like i said when it comes to the platform itself it's great for brand discovery because everyone that is going to search for a product they want to buy they're starting their searches on amazon to do their research at least so at at the at a minimum we just recommend trying to break even on the platform and eventually trying to figure out a way to capture those customers and bring them into your own brand through your website, you know, including product inserts, finding a way to get them interested in your company and then kind of trying to build a brand around those people. You know, it's, it's not so much that you need to be selling a, uh, you know, higher price point product to be successful on the platform. It's really just what your competition is doing and how cheap you can get it on the manufacturing side. So you know, if you're making order, if you're buying orders from China of thousands and thousands of units at a time, you can obviously get better pricing than you would from buying, you know, a couple hundred units. So maximizing your margin uh, by scaling your, uh, your, your purchase orders and then using Amazon to build your brand is probably the best way that you should focus on using the platform. So um, a product insert being, you know, some kind of a, a leaflet or a flyer in, in the packaging to send people presumably with a bit of an, a, an offer code or a discount code to your own website is, is, is clearly essential to, to you know, have. Uh, so you've got a relationship with the customer and you can deliver value over time. Exactly. And it's an area where you kind of need to be careful because you cannot uh, get Amazon's terms of service say that you can't. Uh, purposely steal people from their website by including like offers to go buy from your website. But however, you can include a product insert that has information about your company. It has the website. A lot of people use QR codes to get them onto a, uh, 
you know, to redeem a warranty or some other offer or an ebook or something that comes with the product. And then once they have the QR code, they can retarget them on you know, Facebook or through messenger advertising. So there's a lot of creative ways you can start building the brand from the people on Amazon. You just really need to be careful to make sure that you're not violating any terms of service that could potentially cause you to get shut down on Amazon because if your products get shut down, it's gonna be very hard for you to get that account either unsuspended and start selling again. And sometimes it's even impossible to get a second account going. So playing by the rules is super important. Make sure you're not doing anything that Amazon may take a, uh, take a big issue with. You need to find ways to be creative to acquire these customers to your own email list or your you know, messenger list or whatever it may be. Yeah, um, what about uh, over-reliance on one platform then? You've said that you, you see so the function or the purpose of Amazon is a discover, brand discovery, and then you want to share, spread some of that risk by getting them over to your own website or other channels so that you're not over reliant on just the one marketplace. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. You don't want to be fully reliant on Amazon. Although it can lead to a lot of sales for you, you're probably not going to end up making the most money from those sales. So, we always rec recommend building your own website, probably using Shopify. That's the most e the simplest solution out there for people to just get their own websites and stores going. When it comes to other platforms to sell on, it really depends on your product uh, and, and you know what categories you're selling in. There's a lot of other platforms out there that are really good. I mean, Walmart has its own third-party uh, marketplace. Target is building out a third-party marketplace. So getting onto those are good. Uh, more traditional sales channels as well, like eBay is still a good place for some brands, depending if your product is a um, is a handmade good or is uh, I don't know how would I say it? clothing for women, things like that. Etsy can be a great marketplace. So you really need to do some research and figure out what platforms are the most relevant for your types of products, and then yeah, maximizing and being on multiple channels is always a good thing. I mean. People are going to Amazon to do their searches, but they're also probably going to search Google to see if they can find it for cheaper somewhere else. And that's another opportunity that you can have to get bring customers to your own website or to whatever platform where you have more control over their actual communications, the retargeting, and the ability to remarket to them. So, so the main focus of anybody now um, in this e-commerce space on Amazon should be talk, we should really be about how to to maximize the results from the the holiday season and, and, and the, uh, Prime Day, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but then importantly about supply as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> massively important. So, what other territories around the world are you seeing growth in supply when people are just wanting to, to sort of spread their risk a bit from China? Well, for us, like I said, we help a lot of companies get established here in Mexico or find their manufacturing operations here. I mean, Mexico is great for us being in North America because it's the proximity is phenomenal. There is a lot of large companies here and a lot of good manufacturing capabilities, especially along the border in areas like Tijuana, uh, El Paso, uh, Laredo, Texas. So there's a lot of good manufacturing in those areas that can kind of help you uh, get your get other supply chains for you or other suppliers that you can use to buy a product. China obviously is another is still the biggest one. Everyone's buying their products from China. But we've also seen a lot of people shifting their manufacturing to Malaysia and Indonesia as well. Right. Uh, because they've been able to find a lot of the products that they need and a lot of the manufacturing that they need there and a little bit more reliable and a little less political than buying products from China directly, especially if you're in the US right now. <laughs> 
Great. So if anybody wants to find out more about uh, what you and the team at AMZ uh, Advisors do, how do they do that? Sure. So the best way to reach out to us is directly on our website, amzadvisors.com. If you have any questions specifically, you can always reach out directly to me as well. My email is mike at amzadvisors.com. We'll be glad to help you with any questions you have about the platform. And if you need any help selling on the platform or just getting ready for the Q4 period, we'd be glad to have a conversation to see if there's any way we can work together. Awesome, Mike. Thank you. I really enjoyed the conversation and thanks for your time today uh, because to give us a fascinating insight about the changing world of Amazon, but also what you need to be ready for over, over Q4. So thanks for your time. Thank you for having me here again, Gavin. I really appreciate it. And like I said, Q4 is coming. It's time to get ready and hopefully everything goes smoothly for everyone and they can really enjoy it. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.